those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's Word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, and more. And a big shout out and thank you to our patrons over on Patreon. We know you don't have to support us, and we thank you for your generosity. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about how to say yes to God wholeheartedly. You know, oftentimes we allow fear to stop us in our tracks when we feel God calling on us. We desperately want to move forward with his plans, yet fear robs us of experiencing God's best. Our guest today, Jen Hand, author of the new book, My Yes is on the Table, will be our guide today as we talk about putting our yes on the table. We are going to let faith call us forward with newfound confidence and boldness, and finally put a stop to fear and instead trust God with our yes. But first, a word from our sponsor. We still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some rando on the internet. And my mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. So I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor in specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you, when you need it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to okay. the podcast. Oh, Well, one other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. Jennifer Hand, Executive Director of Coming Alive Ministries, founded the ministry in 2012 and loves the honor of traveling nationally and internationally, inviting people to come alive in Christ through conferences, retreats, written resources, and counseling. She has had the joy of serving in over 30 countries. 
with a master's degree in trauma counseling, God has opened a unique door for her to respond after natural disasters around the world, providing trauma counseling and the hope of Christ on the holy ground of suffering. Please welcome Jen. Hi, I'm so excited to be with you guys today. I love anything that has the word coffee and Bible in it. I mean, that's (laughs) Just speak in my love language right there. Yeah, they definitely go hand in hand. At least the start of my morning gets going that way. Well, Jen, it's such a privilege to have you uh, join us today. And as I was reading your book, I've noticed that you have lived a very exciting life. And in your early years, you decided to become a career missionary. Tell us, how did you come to that decision and where did you serve? It was really early years, actually. I mean, I still sometimes feel I'm in my early years, right? But I just turned 40. So um, I'm in the mid years, shall we say. But I remember accepting the invitation. The best yes I could say was to Jesus first. Mm -hmm. And I was eight years old and I just really knew I wanted him to be my best friend. And so I remember writing in my rose-scented diary, ripping out the page and putting it on my parents' bed that I wanted to know how I could know Jesus. And at that same time, I was going to church and learning about missionaries around the world and that there were people who did not know Jesus. So even at that young age, I remember feeling called and I remember um, making kids come to my playground Bible club and wanting to teach God's word. I mean, revival was breaking out at the swing set because they wanted to play. (laughs) And um, I just knew from that age that I wanted to serve the Lord. And so I began to take all the steps I could to become a career missionary. Ah, that's amazing. Well, tell us about your experience serving in Nepal. So you began to sense the Lord was asking you to pick up and move on. But tell us about your experience, first of all, in Nepal. I ended up going to serve as I was appointed in that career missionary journey to Nepal. And I had spent a summer there. And um, actually, it was a very difficult place. I was really sick that summer Mm. with a parasite. And Mm. I remember telling the Lord, I'd be okay to never come back here. And then guess what? God called me back there. And uh, so I went and I fell in love with the people and the place, the culture, and what God is doing as his light is piercing the darkness there. And so I went as a single um, 20 something year old girl and jumped in. That was my yes to God was to go live there, to say goodbye to everything I knew and loved and go do it. Take the adventure of yes. And it was an incredible adventure. And I saw God teach me so much about who he was and who I was in Christ and what he wanted to do. And mainly I learned he did not need me but Mm. he wanted me. And that is such a freeing gift that he doesn't need us, but he wants us and he chooses to write his glory in our stories as we say yes. And so that was kind of what I began to learn as I said yes to him there in Nepal. Oh my goodness. So you were really 
you know, sinking in or enjoying and thinking that's where God was going to have you for a while, but then you sensed, you started to sense the Lord was leading you elsewhere. How did you respond to this idea of moving on to another country in ministry when you thought you were going to be in Nepal for the rest of your life? I think when we say yes to God, sometimes we can think, well, we said it, it's one and done, right? Uh, Yeah, because we like safe and same, or maybe that's just me. But um, I had settled in, I had learned the hard stuff. And yet I knew about six months in actually that God was stirring in my heart that he did not have just one place and one people for me. And it took about a year and a half for me to fully surrender and put that yes on the table. Because my big fear, if I'm answering, I want to say yes to God, but I'm afraid of it is what will people think? I love people and their opinions. And so I'm always having to ask God to help me submit to him and his leading over what people think of what I am doing and listening for his voice and his call. And so my big fear was what will people think? They will think I'm a failure. And like in Genesis 12, where Abraham was called by God to a place he didn't know yet, and he didn't really give him the plan yet. Um, When I felt God telling me to leave Nepal, I didn't know where or what was next. And sometimes that's a big part of our surrendered yes, is trusting Mm -hmm. God in the now, and that he's already gone before us into our next. Yes. And I can imagine that 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 was scary, especially when you don't know where the next is. How did facing those fears help you make the right decision and actually say yes? I just love the grace of God and how he meets us in our fears. And that is what I have learned along the way in my journey of yes, is that we would like to say uh, the spiritual answer seems, oh, I'm not afraid, but that's not true. Like we are human beings Mm -hmm. who are afraid and faith is not the absence of fear. Faith is where are we running with that fear? And then instead of fear stopping us, faith propelling us. And I learned that I had to, one, recognize the fear my fear of failure, fear of what people thought, fear of the unknown, and then realize where am I running with that fear? Because it was there, whether I wanted to admit it or not. And so I would encourage the listener right now to really think and pause, where are you afraid? And that's how I begin to, as I begin to recognize, oh, my fear is people. And Galatians 1.10 tells us, are we trying to win the approval of man or of God? And so just praying mm-hmm. scripture and asking God to give me the strength and the faith steps to not let fear stop me from yes. Oh, that's so important. I know I struggle with that same kind of fear. Um, and I love that passage in Galatians 1.10. So um, listeners, look that one up. And maybe that would be a good memory verse too, right? Um So after saying yes to the Lord, how did this decision lead you to start your ministry called Coming Alive Ministries? So I came back to America, which is not where I expected God to bring me. Mm. And um, part of my next yes steps, and that's the thing about saying yes to God. He gives you not always like the 10-year plan, but Mm -hmm. he will give you the next step in his time. And sometimes that's wait. And sometimes that's stay and sometimes that's follow. And for me, it was just following. I got a master's degree in trauma counseling 
And as I was traveling around to different churches, sharing, you know, everyone wants to hear from the single missionary, her stories of adventure. And Mm -hmm. um, as I was traveling, I began to notice churches that were full of people that said they knew the living God, but were dead inside. And I began to sense this calling Mm -hmm. to invite people to live fully alive in Christ so that people that don't know God will want to know the God that's alive in the Christian. And also God was telling me, Jen, I want you to live so fully alive. People want to know the God who's alive in you. And so that's how Coming Alive started in 2012. And I've been doing it full time ever since. Oh, that's so beautiful. You know, you posted this question that I thought was so interesting on social media. And I wanted to ask it of myself too. So your question was, I want to say yes to God but I am afraid of fill in the blank and hundreds of people responded. Tell us what were some of the answers to being afraid to say yes to God that people have. And I I just think that, you know, this will help people to feel like they're not alone. Right. I think that was the key as, as the responses came pouring in, I was realizing, Oh, we're not alone in our fears. And we all struggle with them and they were everything from like me raising my hand fear of what people will think to fear of will God provide for my yes, Mm -hmm. fear of failure, fear of success, fear of the what if, like what if the worst case scenario happens as I say yes to God, fear of what will my family's experience be if I say yes to God, fear of the unknown. I mean, it could go on and on and on and on. So I want to encourage you that you are not alone. And I encourage you to think about this. What is your fill in the blank? And it may change from Monday to Friday. I know mine has this week. Um, But what I know is that when we begin to recognize this fear, then we can run to God with the fear. And I believe that underneath all of these fears is really the question, if we're gut level honest, can we trust in the goodness and character of God? And that's where we run. We run to the God who like in Joshua 1, 9 said to Joshua, says to us, fear not, be strong and courageous for I am with you. And that's the key is we have a God who doesn't condemn us in our fear, but comes alongside and says, I am with you. Uh, You know, your book will be such an encouragement and help to people who are tackling with this question. Um, And so in your book, My Yes is on the Table, you take the reader on a journey into the promised land through the book of Joshua. So tell us, how can we use the journey of the Israelites into the promised land to challenge and encourage us in our journey from fear stops to faith steps. As I studied the the journey of the Israelites this time, as they got to go into the promised land, I noticed chapter by chapter often that the same fears that were written to the fill in the blank question, they were having as well. And it may look different, uh, but the same God that was guiding them is guiding us. And I begin to see that promised land living is obedience. That's really what it is. And when we put our yes on the table, we are saying, I'm giving you my surrendered 
obedience. Granted, sometimes we want to take it back and we have a hard time opening our hands and surrender, but so did the Israelites. And so I love the book of Joshua. And as you go chapter by chapter, you see them living their surrendered yes. And then you see the times when they don't and the results of that. And so I think sometimes we can forget that the Bible characters were ordinary people just like us with an extraordinary God, just like us. And so the same God that was guiding them is the same God guiding us today. And maybe it's not to a specific land, although we do have the ultimate promised land in heaven, but it is in a specific plan that he has unique just for you. Oh, absolutely. And that's just so encouraging. What are some practical ways that will help a person move from this, you know, stage of fear that perhaps they're entrenched in to faith? I think the first, as I said, was the, the recognize what is your fear. And before you even get to that point, I encourage you take a piece of paper or however crafty you want to get with this. I've seen it done in a lot of different ways. And simply write the prayer of surrender, just that three-letter word, yes, and put it on a table or put it on a mirror or put it in your car and start there. Start with the here is my yes, Lord, and then begin to recognize what fears are keeping you from the yes, and then running to God with those fears, acknowledging them, running to him with them, and then I believe a big key is remembering, remembering what you have seen God do in the past in your story. Just like with the Israelites in Joshua three and four, we find them at the Jordan river and they step in the priests take that first phase step. So risk is involved, right? Mm -hmm. But they were following the Ark of the presence, the presence of God and the command of God. So they did it. They did the thing. So I would encourage you, ask God. James tells us if any of us lacks wisdom, we can ask God who gives it generously. I love that. He gives it generously. And so we can follow him and he will give you wisdom. What is that next? What can feel risky faith step? And then the next one, and then the next one. And when you are struggling, remember what God has done before. And that's why they took the 12 stones from the Jordan river, because God said, I know that you will forget. And that's so helpful for me. I have like pages of prayer journals for years, even like seventh grade, where I can look back and see that the God of my yesterdays is working today and he's gone into my tomorrow. So I would encourage you to remember, and then along the way, rejoice as you see God move you into those faith steps. Absolutely. You know, that was one of the most impactful things that I've ever done was to create this timeline in my life from birth, you know, up till the present day. And I remember looking back like and seeing God's faithfulness, even when I wasn't following him, like I look back and I see like I was given up for adoption, but God placed me into an amazing, loving and caring beautiful family and like and then the next thing and then the next thing the next thing so that's a a great suggestion of looking back and seeing God's faithfulness and I think you'll you'll be amazed if you do that exercise it's here and we are so excited our new patreon online community is finally open and you're invited to join us your support is so appreciated and important 
In fact, it's what allows us at Coffee and Bible Time to continue on with our ministry. We thank you in advance for your support. Well, Jen, you've had the privilege of being able to travel in the the Middle East and you were standing on Mount Nemo and looking over into the promised land yourself. How amazing. What did you learn from God at that moment that impacted your life? There was something so powerful about reading the last chapter in Deuteronomy on Mount Nebo, where Moses would have also stood and looked out. And he looked out over into the promised land. And I've been blessed to be on both sides of the promised land, to be in Israel and then on this side in Mount Nebo. And I was just thinking, like it brought me to my knees, thinking about Moses looking out into the promised land, but not actually being in the promised land. And I just fell on my face before God. And I said, God, I don't want to miss one part of promised land that you have for me because of fear and disobedience. And, and just standing there looking out over, just asking God to give me the faith that I don't miss what he has for me and thinking about what that was like for Moses. And then going to the Jordan river the next day and thinking about what it was like for Joshua as he's about to lead the people, not to look into the land, but to live in the land. And just thinking about that Psalm that says, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I don't want to miss one bit of it because fear has stopped me from saying yes. You definitely don't. You know, you've had some really unique life experiences. Tell us what you learned about God and the adventure of living your yes on the table while on the back of an elephant gone wild. I love it. This is always the rogue question that people are like, (laughs) I'm so intrigued by this, right? Yes. Um, But yes, my travels around the world have led me to all kinds of experiences. And I decided with my friends to ride an elephant in the jungles of Nepal. And it was, you know, just, we signed up for this adventure where we would see other animals in the jungle and it just sounded really fun and exotic. So that morning we boarded our elephant, which was, we climbed a ladder, got on the back of this box. So each one had a corner of the box and things were fun until it got boring to me. Like we had been plotting for hours on this elephant. We had not seen any other animals And I just was thinking, oh, I'm kind of bored with this whole ride. And then all of a sudden the guide down below uh, pointed up and yelled in Nepalese to me. And I speak Nepalese. And he said to Pailai Dedi Mochicha, which translates, you are very fat. And I was unsure whether to laugh or cry. But this is a thing they say in Nepal as a compliment. So I started laughing and he said, "Uh, you're throwing off the weight of the elephant. Now that really made me laugh. I'm like, oh my goodness. Uh, So he tells me I need to get out of the box and climb onto the head of this elephant while it's moving. So I know, I know, right? I mean, so I, okay, I'm going to try this. I climb out of the box. I get on the head of the elephant, which has no handles, only ears that are flopping. This is not Dumbo, you know? So I hold on to the ears and things are okay until the elephant sees its uh, friend 
in the field, in the jungle. And it starts no longer plotting, but running. And I mean, running fast. And I'm holding on for dear life. And I will save you the natural (gasps) geographic version. Keep it rated G. But all of a sudden, uh, before I knew it, this elephant, um, well, we'll just say that I was no longer on the head. I had slid right back (gasps) down into the box that I had started in. And uh, this is quite a wild picture, as you can imagine. But in that moment, the Lord spoke to my heart and he said this, Jen, if you will get out of the box that makes you feel comfortable of your safe and same and what you have planned for your life, and you will take me out of the box of what you think I can do for you, do through you, have planned for you, will do in you, if you will release these boxes, you will go for the Ephesians 3.20, which is, I have more for you than you could ever ask or imagine adventure of a lifetime. And I've never forgotten that. And I'm always wanting to live where I am not putting God in a box or trying to stay in my box. Oh my goodness. That is absolutely crazy. And wow, what a tremendous illustration that will last you a lifetime of remembering, right? Oh, yes. I mean, I can picture it as we're speaking, all of it. And you probably can too. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that's a common thing that we all do is we try to put God in this box um, of what we think, you know, he he's capable of doing or um, and not trusting him as much as we should. Well, what would you say to the person that wants to say yes to God but is just scared, scared to hope in what he is asking them to do. I would say one, you are not alone. You are not alone. And let me just come alongside of you like a friend and say, you're not alone. And the Bible is full of stories of people just like you that were scared to say yes to God. And I think the best key is diving in to the Bible where we find out about God and the God that we're saying yes to and who he is and what he is doing and what his character is. And the more you study the people of God and their interactions with God and the word of God, the more you know who you're saying yes to. And I mean, I think of Mary and how an angel came to her and said, you're going to be the mother of the son of God. I mean, talk about fear (laughs) stopping you. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I am not a mom, but I cannot imagine uh, being told you're not only just going to be a mother and have to explain that to people, you're going to be the mother of the son of God himself. And, but what Mary did, it doesn't say she wasn't afraid, but she surrendered and she said, let it be according to your word. I am your servant. And I encourage you to run with those fears to that same God that met with Mary Mm-hmm. Um, he can meet with you right where you are. And the more you get to know him, the more that we can trust him. Yes, that's so. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our in-depth Bible study academy. 
In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. So true. Well, you've seen positive changes when a person takes the challenge of living with their yes on the table. What what changes can be expected to happen when someone actually says yes to living for God's glory? That's why I call it promised land living, because I believe when we we know what God is stirring in us and asking of us. And so the most miserable place to be is when we are pretending we don't hear him or ignoring him. And, and so when I see people saying yes to God and taking this adventure, it is so much fun to watch because they are experiencing the power of God. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of us. That's what scripture says. And when we are saying yes to whatever his calling may be, it doesn't always have to be um, you're leaving tomorrow to go to Africa. It, it could be you're called to um, your job to be a bright light in a dark place or called to your grocery store cash register person, um, cashier, I couldn't think of the word, um, to just ask, how can I pray for you? Um, but what I know is that when people say yes to God, they see his glory in their story. And that is the story that we want to live. And I see people having moments where they're no longer standing on Mount Nebo, like Moses looking out into the land. They're actually getting to live in the land. Yes. Uh, that is so exciting to see people taking that step of faith and the incredible journeys that God takes them on. You know, uh, one of the pitfalls I think that we can all fall into is that it can be easy to compare our yes story to someone else. So why does my yes to God not look like my neighbors or friends or family members? Why is every person's yes unique? We live in a world where we can compare everything. I mean, we can compare our breakfast to someone else's on social media because we can see it and mm-hmm. be like, wow, they really made that fried egg sandwich, you know? Um, and so it's so easy to compare our yeses and to think one yes is bigger or better or braver or the one that's shinier that you would like to be living that yes. Maybe the yes God has called you to feels a lot more hidden and behind the scenes. Um, Or maybe it's not the yes that feels as fun or flashy or um, I just believe, though, that God is faithful when he says in Psalm 139, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And then he says, I have numbered your days and I know your comings and goings. And it's so specific to you. And when we waste our lives comparing our yes steps 
we miss what he has specifically planned for our stories for his glory. And it's so fun. I have an identical twin sister. So I get to actually see this played out in that we have both said yes to God and put our yes on the table, but our yeses look very different. She is a mom to four kids and a church planting wife and her ministry is out of her home. People are there all day, every day. Um, She's feeding them. She's sharing her life, mentoring, planting a church with her husband, pretty much staying in her little area of town. And my yes is leading me on an airplane around the world. But both yeses are what God has for our unique stories for his glory. Mm, Absolutely. And they're just as has how God has designed them for you and well, God will allow you to flourish when you do say yes. Well, Jen, your book is so amazing. Tell everyone how they can find out more information about you, your ministry, your book. I would love for you to, I'd like us to be friends, right? Let's have coffee and Bible together. Um, But you can find me at comingaliveministries.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Coming Alive Jen or look up Coming Alive Ministries on Facebook. So I would love to have you. You can find out about the book. You can, I would love for you to join in the adventure of Yes by you putting your yes on the table. And I love hearing your stories as God moves you from fear to faith. Absolutely. All right. Well, Jen, before we go, I want to ask you some of our favorite Bible study tool questions. So what Bible do you use and which translation is it? So I have like a bunch, you know, uh, it depends on the morning and the day as to which one I, I have the She Reads Truth study Bible, Mm -hmm. which I believe is CSV uh, or CSB. It's a C. It has a C in it. I know, but um, mostly I use the ESV. And I will tell you one of my favorite things is last year, I have a friend that for the past seven years, we text each other um, every morning. We read a chapter of the Bible together and we text each other what we got out of it. It's just simple, like three to four sentences. It has been the most fun. And last year we went through starting, we did the whole New Testament and then Psalms with the um, ESV study Bibles that you can get one uh, book at a time that have journaling uh, places. And that was so much fun to just pause and do a chapter a day and have space to really reflect in each of those. They're beautiful. And uh, so that was a great fun way to, to really take a deep dive. Oh, I love that idea of reading a chapter a day with a friend and sharing notes on that. That's awesome. Okay, so do you have any favorite journaling supplies that you like to use to enhance your Bible study experience? Well, I love a good pen for one thing. So uh, <laughs> I am a, um, a paper made flare girl. Those are my oh, yes. uh, favorite. Yeah, I have to wait for them to go on sale and I have all of them, I'm telling you. So I love that. And I also love the Cultivate What Matters, Study the Word journals, Write the Word journals. I really enjoy those because it's just like a page where you can uh, either it'll give you a specific scripture and you journal through that or it'll just have 
blank space. So I, I find those very, um, I just really enjoy using them. They're pretty. I like pretty things. So that sounds great. Okay. We'll have a link in our show notes. Lastly, what is your favorite app or website for Bible study tools? So I have all the Logos Bible software, which I do love, Um, Mm -hmm. but for when I am just using an app on my phone, um, I love the Blue Letter Bible because you can look, um, it's free and you can click and read and find out the original languages right there from your app. So I love using that app. Yes. Oh, Blue Letter Bible. That is an awesome app. Well, Jen, thank you so much for being here today to help us confidently move from fear to faith and say yes to all that God has for us. What a joy to be with you and your listeners today. Oh, and for our listeners, pick up a copy of Jen's book, My Yes is on the Table. You can find the link in our show notes and please head over to our blog where you can share your comments with us on this podcast. And finally, head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We love you all. Have a blessed day.